0: Get me a drink now. Here's your hosts, Craig, Paula, and Mark, and their wacky views in drinks, life, and maybe information. Hey, folks. Hey, how's it going? It's Craig here from Tiki Central Canada. I'll be your bartender, mixologist, and hopefully information for the hour. See how it goes. And uh, yes, sorry about the delay for the show. Unfortunately, we did record this previously about about three weeks ago. Uh, and then went into post-production to found out that I completely clipped the entire time. So we don't want to give you guys a poor quality show. So yes, we're back via internet uh, this time because uh, I'm basically going to work after this. And uh, about four days away from to travel to Porta Plata. Thank God I'm finally going to hit a beach. Jeez, give me a Mai Tai, will you? Anyway, hmm. so uh, on my screen on the left-hand side, of course, is one of my co-hosts, Paula. How are we doing?
1: Hi, good. How are you?
0: Good, good. She's traveling the world as we uh, as we as always, usual. Always, always. Back from uh, <laughs> Miami, if I remember correctly, right? Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. Speaking of beach, general. jeez. I didn't even see the beach. To be quite honest, I was there for four days. I did not see the beach. So. <laughs> oh no!
0: <laughs> I have a friend like that. He does uh, conferences in Miami all the time, and he's like, "Craig, I basically live in the hotel. I don't, I don't see the outside world." I'm like, yeah, that's, I that's did go suck. in the
1: pool." You know, to not say that I didn't have any water involved with the trip. I did go in the pool, and I did go in some water rides, which were oh, super fun. There you go. But aside from that, no ocean. No oh.
0: ocean. I'm not a
1: beach bum. <laughs>
0: you not a be- from I'm Brazil not a beach and you're not a fella. beach bum. Okay. <laughs> Jeez.
1: Uh,
0: on the other side there is our Tiki expert, Mark, and how are we doing? And he's not been near the beach the last little
2: while. I have
1: not. And <laughs> You can tell the enthusiasm in his voice. He sounds excited. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yes, because... Someone else is near a beach right now. So
1: Oh, that's yeah, right. That, Linda. Yeah. Yeah. So well, I, there's people that are just luckier than others. Yes, well, maybe she'd be indeed. nice
0: and bring back some sand. Yeah, that'd be
2: nice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> huh. There you go.
1: Sand or some blue
0: carousel. Give me some carousel. Yeah. That's where she's gone to carousel the uh the Dutch Islands. I've been there a couple of times myself. It's amazing island, by the way, folks. If you ever have a chance to go, definitely go. Uh it's probably one of my favorites for sure. But uh, yeah, so she's going on a cruise ship or something, right?
2: Yes, nine day cruise out of Fort Lauderdale. Nice.
0: Uh, okay. Sure. So the, the, the uh, question is, if they would have done a cruise here, I raised my hand. I've done. Yep. Well, I've done two. One with a kid. Two. One without. <clears throat> which one was better? Obviously, without a ticket.
2: <laughs> yeah, without a kid. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. yeah. And what yeah. islands did you hit? Did you cruise? Ah, uh, it was. Um, which one? the One uh, the. God, I hate when you do that to me. Oh, there was a. <laughs> Uh, Age. uh a quick, <laughs> quick stop in the Caymans. Yes. Um, quick, A very quick stop in Puerto Rico. Yeah. And the other one was St. Martin.
0: Yeah, St. Martin seems to be uh, a big stop for all the cruise ships. That's where I was St. Martin myself, St. Martin, St. John, yeah. and, he, and Haiti. It's where I went to, the three of the spots that I hit.
1: What? Did I ever did do the islands?
0: Ever do cruise? the cruise ships?
1: Yep. Yep, I did. But I was a teenager, I think, last time. Uh, My mom would bring me, I did some through the islands also, a couple that left San Juan, a couple that left um, Miami, but I don't have a lot of memory of, I just remember it it definitely wasn't like today. Mm -hmm. It was more of like the all-inclusive type thing without all the nice new restaurants and stuff like that on the cruise ships, Ah. like some carnival
0: stuff. Yeah, this, the ships are definitely getting bigger vacation on its own. like
1: Yeah. Exactly, for sure. Justin's been wanting to do one of those massive ones that has everything inside. So it's like yeah. close. It's close. It's in the near future.
0: Just be careful though, folks, because the cruise ships, I learned anyway, the hard way is that there's all kinds of stuff that they don't incorporate till you actually get there. So there's actually like a gratuity that you have to pay every day that's automatically taken off your credit card. There's uh, Drake packages. So- if you just want to drink, give him water. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, anyways, yes. Yeah, so, today is a very special show, uh, especially for everyone out there in Tiki land. Uh, so, let's go on to the show.
1: So, what are we talking about today?
0: So, we're going to do some cocktails from Harry Yi. Harry Yee, uh, we talked about him on the show before uh, several times. He actually is a major influence in Tiki, and he actually just recently died on December 7th, 2022. Uh, at hundred and four. Hundred and four years old. I guess he was well preserved for that rum. Holy smokes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> for sure,
2: for sure. Yeah, that's a that's a that's an that's a ripe old age. Congrats. That's a
0: feat on its own. Jesus. Yeah, that's <laughs> off to Harry for, for lasting that long. <laughs>
2: yeah. And making our life so rewarding.
0: Exactly. We're going to tell you guys all the details about Harry Yi and all the things that he contributed to the Tiki World. Obviously, some cocktails that he's created. There's tons of cocktails he created. We're going to do two of them today. And yeah, so let's go on to the drinks.
1: So, Craig, what yes. drinks are we talking about today? Because I know Harry Yi created one of my favorites, but we've already done it. The Blue Hawaii, yes. No, the Blue Hawaiian. Hawaiian, Yes. That wasn't him, or was it him? Uh, no, he did the Blue Hawaii. Ooh. Oh, shoot. Oh, no. So I'm less of a fan. Oh,
0: damn. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so we're doing the Tap a Punch, and we're going to do the Chimp in Orbit. Sounds like a sci-fi uh, space movie from like the forties or fifties there, right? Yeah, Mark, Mark
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. In orbit. Yeah, well that was the times, right? Space age, man. Exactly. He actually
0: created up over fifteen cocktails during his time. Uh and yes, I know that doesn't sound like a lot because I mean I create cocktails every year. A lot of bartenders do, obviously, especially now this day of the McDology and stuff. But these are like Fifteen really world famous cocktails. Like it's not just like you know made just for his hotel or for the bar that he worked at. These are ones that everyone knows worldwide. So that's a huge accomplishment. Anywhere you go,
2: yeah, it's a, it is accomplishment when you know that your drinks are on bartender menus all over the world.
0: Exactly, right? I wish I wish that that was the case for me. That'd be great. Jeez,
1: I don't think you get, <laughs> I don't think you get royalties, Craig. Damn it! I don't think it's for the royalties either. I think it would just like. Just for the you know, oh,
0: it's it's a sheer pride and a sheer recognition. Like example, like I say, I make the cocktail menu for my location there. Actually, all our locations, and it's always great when I hear a customers saying, "Wow, these are really good cocktails." So it just makes me feel 100, you know, like I'm doing an amazing, I'm doing a good job of creating something that someone's going to enjoy. Exactly. All right, so we're gonna do the first drink.
1: Yes. What's in this? Uh, which one is it? The tapa punch. The tapa punch. We're gonna do first. And what's in this one?
0: And so in this one, we're going to do three ounces of dark Jamaican rum. So I'm actually going to give you guys any brand names. Obviously everyone has their own rums in their own, in your own library. So, you know, use whichever you want there. So the dark Jamaican rum, for example, um, Appleton rum would be a great one for that one. Mark, is there any other ones that you're thinking about that we could use?
2: Not we, not that we can get in Ontario.
0: This <laughs> uh, is true. Yeah. See, our limitations of Ontario. Exactly. A great old LCBO. Yay. Uh, one ounce of white Puerto Rican rum. So that could be Havana if you're in the States. Um, I'm trying to think of... Bacardi. McCarty. Bacardi. McCarty for, yeah, for Canada. Uh, I don't know about you, but I mean, over the years, I've just kind of shied away from using Bacardi. Yeah. Just because I know they they use it running through a coal wash, um, a coal rinse. So basically, it kind of strips all the flavor
2: out of it. Yeah, there's a few other um, white rums out there in Ontario anyways. So it's your white rum of choice, but I use the Havana Club.
0: There we go. Uh, we're going to do a half ounce of peach flavored brandy, three ounces of sweet and sour mix. Now, you know in the past I've talked about not using bar mix or sweet and sour mix. This is not exactly sweet and sour mix. So let me explain. It actually is a ratio of one and a half ounces of simple syrup, three quarters of an ounce of lime juice, and three quarters of an ounce of lemon juice. So it actually is fresh stuff mixed together to make this sweet and sour mix. And, of course, that will be on the recipes for you guys.
2: So how did you put this one together? Did you shake it,
0: stir it? So what we're going to do is pour this into a tall glass, fill it with pebble ice and stir. So it's basically a build drink. We're going to build all that into the glass with some pebble ice. We never used pebble ice on this show before. Crushed ice, obviously, I guess is the closest thing you can get to that. How do you even make pebble ice? Yeah, Mark, I think you said you have a mole for that, right?
2: Yeah, I have this uh, these little trays that have these little tiny cubes. So there's like, Ooh. I don't know. Yeah, it's like looks like a multiplications table.
1: <laughs> oh, <Jesus>. That's true. <laughs> and, and it actually uh, looks like pebbles.
2: Well, they're little cubes, so that, that'll work. Mini, as pebbles. mini
0: cubes, yeah, exactly. Oh, mini I see. Cubes. okay.
2: Yeah, some yeah. places down in the states, I think one of them is a Sonic down in the states. You can actually buy bags of pebble ice. Ah, oh. uh, so it's uh, it's and some fridges make pebble ice and that kind of thing. So it's just small cubes. Yeah, crushed. You could use crushed ice if you had to, or lightly crushed ice.
1: So, do you garnish it with anything? Because, you know, garnishing is my thing.
0: No stupid garnish doesn't happen on our show.
1: Yeah. Like- <laughs> so, yeah. So,
0: uh, yeah. So, you got to garnish this with a pineapple wedge and a cherry. I always noticed that like a lot of tiki cocktails always involve a pineapple wedge or some kind. It's common, common garnish, I guess. Uh, so we did try this one out, uh, again, because obviously we we're re-recording this. Uh, it was three weeks ago, but Mark, what was your take on that when we did do it?
2: I really liked it. Um, it was uh, fruitier than uh, I thought it was going to be. Right. Looking, because you look at the uh, how, how many ounces of rum that's in it. Yeah. And uh, But it was um, fruitier than I thought. I know Paula liked it. Did I? Yeah, you did, but you thought it tasted like something else.
1: Oh, yeah. This is the one that tasted like apples? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But it is strong, though. I think I remember it being... Yeah, it is strong, but it's yeah. sweeter than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, it
0: wasn't it's so a- booze-forward as you'd think with all that booze in there.
2: Yeah. But there's a reason for it tasting like apple, isn't there, Craig?
0: Uh, so I guess it's the peach is what it is, eh?
1: Yeah. Interesting. Peach-flavored brandy.
0: Yeah, so you take the peach-flavored brandy, and it gets the sweet and sour mix. So when you mix those two together, you kind of get like that apple taste that you're... You're talking about there, Paula.
1: That's so funny how that works. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good drink. I liked it. Yeah. I'll have to order it in a bar. There
0: we go. Well, maybe that new Ottawa bar, which I swung by the other day, and they did, they did the right thing. They put black curtains up, so you can't look in. Yeah. Uh, I think it sucks. Oh. There's no hours of operation on the door. So I guess you kind of have to just venture down there and and hope they got it's open. <laughs>
2: it open. It's closed on Mondays. That's all I know. Yes.
1: They don't have a website. I think they have a Facebook page. What's the name of the place? Uh, oh, no. Poa Poa Tiki Bar. There you go. Opens <laughs> at five pm. Oh, there you go. It's from five pm oh, to two am on Fridays and Saturdays. Yep. And then Sunday, five pm to twelve am. Mm-hmm. Mon- Monday closed, and the other days five to twelve. Oh, there so you what's, go. What's that name again? Poa Poa Tiki Bar. It's a
0: weird pronunciation, you know. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what it, what it means. Obviously, there's some sort of meaning behind it. Well, that's a question to ask them. We'll we'll have to find out when we get there. Here we go. Yeah.
1: It really looks very ball. nice with all the pictures on Google. Like, it looks very up you guys' alley. <laughs> like, lots of ornaments and shit. But you got to have. Got to have it, man. Yeah,
2: got to have it. So, yeah, I like the drink. So, it's also called Tap Up, right? Tap punch, yeah. yes, that's yeah. what it's called, yep. It's uh, probably... Most likely named after the Tapa Bar, which he was the bartender at.
0: Ah, so there you go. Was it also called the Shell Bar at one point, I guess, at that, the beginning? That's, that's another bar. Okay. The Shell, Shell Bar was where a lot of the
2: performers played as well.
0: Ah, uh, and this also recorded a lot of the, the TV shows.
2: Yeah. The, a lot of the Hawaiian Eye. Hawaiian Eye and then um, Magnum was there for a while. Like Hawaii Five-0 was next door at a different hotel. Right. And
0: where was Elvis's? uh, Where was Blue Hawaii shot? Hawaiian shot.
2: Okay, it was shot all over the place, but he stayed there. There's a picture of Harry actually handing a Blue Hawaii over to Elvis. Oh,
1: cool! You saw that?
2: Yeah, but the hotel is that. Yeah, but there's a uh, the hotel that they got married at. Yes, in Blue Hawaii is on Kauai, and it is or was called the uh, Coco Palms, which is in a sad state of repair at the as we
0: speak. Oh no! Oh no! Another tiki bar, yeah. So,
1: and the second drink is? Chip in Orbit. That's hilarious. 1961. There must be a really good reason for this uh, name. I'm dying to hear that.
0: All right, so it's basically named after the chimpanzee, also known as Ham the Chimp, or Ham the Astrochimp. Uh, He was the first great ape to be launched into space. So on January 31st, 1961, Ham flew a suborbital flight, on the Mercury Redstone 2 mission, part of the USA Space Program Project Mercury. So what's in the chimp drink? Okay, so in the chimp drink, uh, it's going to be one and a half ounces of gold Puerto Rican rum. Uh, again, you basically pick a rum that's in your, your category, and your library if you want. One ounce of sweet vermouth. That's pretty interesting to see a, a ingredient of sweet vermouth, because not too often you see that in the uh, tiki world.
1: Yeah, That's the Negroni one, right?
0: Yeah, that's more you would see, like, you know, on a fancy cocktail bar or something. Half ounce of orange carousel. In that case, you could use Quattro, Triple Sec. Worst case scenario, Grand Marnier, which is very sweet, by the way, folks. So uh, try to stay away from that one. Half an ounce of creme de coco. We can either use the white or the dark. And we did when we made this, made with the white. Two ounces of lemon juice and then three ounces of orange juice.
2: And that's the cocktail. So, now, how did you build that one? Or did you shake it? Did you stir it? What would you do? Did you did you go to the islands? And the
1: space?
2: Yeah, did you go to the islands and make it? I sent it to the moon. All right, cocktail shaker. I combine all the
0: ingredients with some crushed ice. Shake it till it got diluted. Anyways, then you strain this into a hurricane glass with some fresh ice. You're going to garnish this with a plastic monkey <laughs> uh, and a pineapple wedge. Again, a pineapple wedge. The plastic monkey, if I remember, monkey in the barrels.
2: Yeah. Oh God. A, yeah, yeah. You can get those. I forget there was one bar in town here, like, and they had all these plastic animals, and uh, we just kept ordering them, just so we could get the monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want your damn giraffe. Give me a monkey. <laughs> give me a monkey. I paid enough money. I've been here all day. Come on now, give me the monkey. <laughs> oh, I need to make my chimp in space.
1: That's it. <laughs> it could get it could get expensive though, right? To garnish it with a monkey. Well, they're just little things. They only cost a couple of cents each. Or if you get
0: the monkey in a barrel. I mean, I'm pretty sure somewhere online, you probably can find monkey in a barrel. And uh, that's probably like, what, 30, 20 or 30 monkeys in there. So there you go.
1: <laughs> well, that's okay. So you're planning on selling 20 to 30 drinks?
0: If you go to Tiki Central Canada right now, you'll get monkey in a barrel. <laughs>
1: Will you? (laughs) No,
0: no, God, no, 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 no. (laughs) Anyway, so do you remember this drink at all, there, guys? When we talked about this one, I do not.
2: Yeah, I remember it smelling a lot like chocolate just before you drink
1: it. Oh yeah, oh yeah, you're right. It did. It felt like you were drinking a milkshake.
2: Yeah, Mm -hmm. but then when you tasted it, that kind of. Flavor kind of disappeared. It was it was just a nasal thing. Yeah, yeah. It was great. It was like a very thin milkshake. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Two, two thumbs up. There we go. <laughs> yeah,
2: it was it was a good drink. I'd I'd have that again.
0: Here we go, and again, and, and again, and again. And again. <laughs>
2: Unless they say, especially if they had a very small menu and I have to have it again and again. There you go. Again and again. Especially if it's free. Or if it's free. Here we go. Or what it's free. It happens on the show. Here we go. And it had a plastic monkey on it. I'd have as many as I could get. There we go. <laughs> so you could cook the monkeys. There we go. Yeah. You just wanted it for the monkey.
0: Mark, I'll just give you the giraffe. <laughs> no, no. No, don't give me the giraffe. So, of course, this whole show is about Harry Yee. So, let's actually go through some of Harry E.'s. Life story, like some cool facts about Harry Yi. So, Mark, if you want to start the ball rolling.
2: Okay. Harry was born and raised in Honolulu to parents of Chinese origin. They own a general store in downtown Honolulu. And after high school, he attended aviation school in San Francisco, which led him to flying for the Chinese Air Force in World War II. He flew a B-40 war aircraft.
0: Nice. So then after that, obviously, he returned back to Honolulu after the war and worked in a family store. So not a bar, worked in a store. And around 1952, began serving drinks at a friend's bar before averting to, which, of course, back then, that's just before the Jet Islanders were coming to Hawaii. And also, too, this is seven years before Hawaii became statehood. So in other words, Hawaii wasn't a state yet of the United States yet. It still was an independent island.
1: Cool. Yes, Hey, Craig, I never asked you this, but how did you start? Did you always bartend?
0: So my background is basically restaurants. I started off actually in the back of house. So I actually started off as a dishwasher, fast food, then cook, then supervisor, um, regional manager, then general manager, back to general manager. But um, bartending, I didn't really get into until I basically was working at uh, Kelsey's. Here in Ottawa, this is way, way back, and uh, basically had to help run the bar on Friday nights because it'd be so busy there. And so I just started learning how to make all the drinks. But then I also noticed too, like, I mean, if you look at our website, that all the tiki drinks or the recipes that I'd see all have this kind of the same kind of recipe. And I'm like, that can't be right. There's no way all these major cocktails that are supposed to be out there for the tiki world all have the, the common denominator of the same mixes. So that's when I started doing more research and realizing that, no, there's a lot of thousands of, of recipes for every cocktail out there and that there's a lot of ones that are not correct. And so that's when I started digging deeper into research and that's where we started.
1: Cool. That's a good story.
0: <laughs> Fishy over brandy. Here we go.
2: <laughs> so, Mark, back to you. After that, he after getting the hook for bartending, you went, actually went to the Trader Vic's, which there was a branch on the island. And he was there for years. That's where he learned about layering drinks. He learned about mixing juices and all that kind of stuff that went on with Trader Vic's drinks. So he learned all the Mai Tais and everything from Trader Vic.
0: There you go. And then uh, I started working at the Hilton Hawaiian Village Waikiki Beach Resort. God, that's going to be really one really big, long sign. <laughs> Try to put that on a business card.
1: <laughs> Pretty awesome. If you think about it, like, oh, I'm, Where do you work? Oh, at
0: the Hilton Hawaiian Village, Waikiki Beach Resort.
1: Yep.
2: (laughs) uh, Sorry, I didn't hear what you said. Can you say it again? It's like, uh, (laughs) I work at a restaurant, right? (laughs) Yeah, sorry, I can't hear you for the thousand people that are in the lobby. Oh Oh my God, God.
1: oh my God, at any given moment. Yes, because you
0: you checked in, this is one check-in for seven towers, right?
1: It's awful. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> it's by far the last place I want to stay ever again. <laughs> so bad.
2: Yep. Mark, and you went there? I drank there. I didn't stay there. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> um, we shopped there, too. It's actually got a nice little shopping mall yeah, inside. Very cute. And, I agree. Uh, yep. So, it was like if you're looking for your Hawaiian knickknacks, it's better Ooh. than trying to go through the malls and things like that. Just head over there, head to the tap. Well, you can head to the tap bar and send your significant other to go shopping. And uh, it's a great way to spend the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> over a few drinks.
1: Yeah. You don't have to stay there, though, to do any of that. You can no. stay comfortably elsewhere and go do those things. You can swim in their private lagoon. You can,
2: you can. do all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. It's not that private. It's part of a park. Oh, okay.
0: Right. No, so too, but is it all beaches public in Hawaii?
2: All beaches are public in Hawaii. Yeah. Some places try and keep you away from those public beaches, but you're allowed to go. There you go. Ah. So the resort
0: first opened in 1955 uh, and since has grown to become the largest Hilton chain of hotels. Like I said, seven towers and one of the largest hotels in the world. Again. Seven towers. <laughs> it's, it's like, it, I guess it's so massive. It's, I don't think insane. it had seven
1: towers at that time, though, because some of these towers look a lot newer.
0: No, no, no. It's like it has now become, has oh, grown, okay. has has grown to become.
1: I'm sorry, I misunderstood. It was yeah. grown
2: to become. Yes, because it used to be a village. Literally, it used to be a small village. When they no way. It.
1: Yeah. Hence the wow. name, right? They yes,
2: okay. It's like all these bars and areas of this town you see here. They name them after farmer's fields or woods that are no longer there. They're houses, right? There was something there that, with that name at one time. The uh, So, yeah. So, there used to be actually a place back there. They had this uh, bandshell where people used to watch music. A whole bunch of the great tiki records were actually recorded in that bandshell. It's grown. That bandshell got torn down. Another tower was put up. So, it's uh, it's huge. It's massive.
0: Wow. That's awesome. I love, I love stories like that. You know what I mean? Because it's got some history to it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And it was fun to be there. A lot of the people around me had no clue. I felt like a geek again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the tiki nerd. I could tell you anything you want to know. <laughs> yeah, well, one of the guys I was sitting beside was actually a worker from Hilton. Yeah. And he had no idea of the history of this place. But he gets to stay there for free because he's a Hilton employee. Yeah. You want a job in the future, kids? Work for Hilton. There you go. <laughs> Because you don't have to know anything. You
0: can just show up.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it takes a few years to get to that point. Yes. But anyway, yeah. They have a nice long mural there talking about the music over the years, but they don't have a lot of music there anymore. Like, anyway, it is what it is. But didn't you see in
0: one of the Hawaiian adventure shows that we did that more of the music's now more commercial. It's not so, like, yeah. Polynesian.
2: Yeah. Like, a lot of the resorts, I'll call them, were playing a lot of just soloists playing popular tunes. Paula was lucky enough that uh, the Disney Resort was actually playing Hawaiian stuff, yeah, uh, and that was really good. The um, what's the name of the uh, house without a key at the one of the resorts right on the beach? Uh, they have a nightly sunset with uh, traditional Hawaiian music, which is great. Uh, other than that, you got to go hunting for it. You got to look for it.
0: See, that's it's just sad that it's it's gone that way. You know what I mean? That it's gotten more commercialized.
2: I mean, mm-hmm. uh, Disney is doing more to help the uh, Hawaiian language because they. Paula went to the bar there where they have all the Hawaiian letters and language alphabet up on the wall with images of, you know, like kids' blocks kind of thing, but they're huge, they're up on the wall. And, uh, yeah, so maintaining the language. What, you know, it's Disney that's doing this, it's not the government.
0: That's it's am- it's amazing. It's just amazing that they've taken that extra effort to just really try to preserve every yeah. detail.
2: Well,
1: it's you know Disney, I mean? right? Disney has does these things right like
0: yeah well anytime they do anything they keep they make sure that all the details are very specific you know i mean if you look at parts of the caribbean all the part stuff that they they deal with is very specific to the history of
1: that i I just went to the star wars land actually this this weekend and it is extremely specific like they even have the the cast members dressed as if they were you know there mm-hmm. and they don't break character it's super funny like they had coca-cola make mm-hmm. bottles that are just for that occasion wow they ma- they're like little balls i brought one home actually i'll show yeah. you guys later it's yeah. a pretty pretty ingenious like it's that's disney they've got the power <laughs> they got the power let me, right? let me guess
2: justin was just like over the moon
1: well, he had been there, right, with well, his with does. his daughter. He just wanted to bring me. We almost didn't make it into the big ride mm. because it breaks down constantly. Oh no. Yeah, and it's also not in the fast pass. So even yeah. if you have fast pass, pass, that doesn't work for it. So we had to stay, you know, an hour and a half in line. But we did go to the big ride and it, it really is uh, big. It's ginormous. It's unbelievable.
0: Is that the one where you're flying the Millennium Falcon? Is that the one you're talking about? No, that's the other
1: one. I'm so geeking out here. Yeah. <laughs> I know, me too. It's like, I want to fly the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> it's pretty fun. It's definitely... Um, I need to re-watch the movies now to see if I... I was one of those like, oh, I haven't watched the first ones. I started off with Anakin, you know, riding that little thing. Right.
0: Not the originals, yet.
1: No.
2: So, all right, Mark, on to the next point. So, just before we got... If you do go to uh, the Hilton Hawaiian Village mm-hmm. and you marvel at the huge mosaic looking out at the sea and that kind of stuff, and you want to honor Harry Yee, don't order the blue Hawaii, order the blue ocean.
0: Ah, Yes. It's not Blue Hawaii anymore now, right?
2: Yeah, so it is. That's the original recipe for the Blue Hawaii. Ah, okay, good to know. So the Blue Ocean, Blue Ocean, it's the second one down, as opposed to the top. And everybody, oh, Blue Hawaii, I'll get a Blue Hawaii, and uh, (laughs) at least the. uh, and I was talking to the bartender beforehand and I mentioned Harry. So, he says, well, you want the Blue Ocean. So, at least he knew. And he was kind enough to mention that. So, oh, that was good. there you go. I, I probably would have drank so many of the Blue Hawaii's as they haven't listed before having a few my guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> a few. Just a, a few. few.
2: Just a few. <laughs> at any rate, Harry would go on to create at least 15 cocktails and change the way tiki drinks look and are now served and how all the drinks today look. That's pretty
1: awesome.
0: Oh, yeah. Major factor in this, in this industry for sure.
1: How did he do that?
0: All right. Well, let's go through some of the accomplishments that Harry Yee did to this industry that we all know today. So in the Tap-A-Punch in 1959, Harry uh, attributed it to from being the first bartender to use a paper parasol or the mini umbrella as we know it. So, Mark, you want to give a story on this? Because, I mean, I've obviously given the story this before. But uh, yeah, it's a pretty interesting story to exactly why the parasol was uh, put into this drink.
2: Yeah, the uh, parasol, which, I, by the way, I am because we're not at the bar, I am having a blue Hawaii right now with
1: a parasol in
2: it. There you go. Very you go. good.
1: Look, Craig, Mark garnishes his drinks at home. Oh, at home, exactly. <laughs> like he's drinking alone in his house and his drink is garnished. Go figure.
2: Oh, boy. Well, he's got time to spare. That's it, you know.
1: When I, I retire,
2: I'll garnish all my drinks. Don't worry about that. Okay. Yeah, there we go. You better, man. An interesting note about the parasol. The novelty item was introduced in the United States in 1893.
0: Hey, wow. It goes way back.
2: Wow. The miniature parasols were a subject of a court case arguing whether they should be a subject to the same import duties as actual umbrellas. Ooh. The court wisely ruled that they should not be taxed as umbrellas as they didn't offer any real rain protection.
0: dun dun, dun. <laughs> Yeah, I think the judge had to come up with something like, okay, this yeah. is ridiculous. Why am I even here doing this?
2: Yeah, why am I oh, doing this? okay, yeah. So let me just figure out some way to get out of this. Uh, commercial litigation has been around uh, everywhere.
0: All right, so the next thing that uh, Harry contributed to the tiki world is the orchid in 1955 and a tiki drink. I think they basically he put it in there just for color or for, you know, appearance. Actually, it was not the case at all. Uh, in an interview with Harry Yee, he said that they used to use sugar cane sticks uh, for garnish, and people would chew on the sticks and then put them in the ashtrays. And guess who had to clean the ashtrays at the end of the night? That's right, Harry Yee. So it was a bit of a mess. So he figured, okay, hey, orchids are uh, a flower on Hawaii and uh, they don't make a mess and they're easy to clean up. And so he had no intentions of being a romantic thing or even a tropical thing. It was more just basically he's just, just getting tired of cleaning out ashtrays.
2: <laughs> I can see that. That would be icky.
1: It's one of the grossest things, probably. Yeah, I'm like- sure
2: gum in your ashtrays. Imagine what it's like. Oh, to God.
0: Cereal. Yeah, I remember that. When I used to, first started in the restaurant business, we had ashtrays. There'd be gum, uh, like the lollipops, the sticks would be in there.
2: And plus, people used to smoke so much. Yeah. Oh,
0: God, yeah. And even the restaurants, there was a smoking and non-smoking section.
2: What a
1: great idea. I remember that. <laughs> yeah.
0: So yes. it's funny. So it's funny. Here's the story. So we're circling the states exactly when they, the laws changed and you couldn't smoke anymore in the restaurant. And uh, so down there, the laws uh, apply to each county individually. In other words, each county decides on, yes, we're going to take this law into hand.
1: Philadelphia and And New York took a long time.
0: Yep. And uh, so where I was working in Indiana, on one side of the road was one county. On the other side of the road was another county. So we took on the law first where we couldn't have smoking in our restaurant. So people would come in and like, well, I want to be in smoking. I'm like, well, now to you know, into the the state laws and how it works is that we can't have smoking anymore. So we would lose customers because they'd walk across the street over the county line to the restaurant across the street that had smoking. And it was just like, (laughs) my God, this is killing us, man. Like we're losing so much money because across the street, you can go over and smoke a cigarette in a restaurant. Yeah. and about three weeks later, eventually they took over. They, they eventually had to, to abide the exact same law. But it was just like so frustrating. People were like, what do you mean we can't smoke in a restaurant? I'm like, I remember going to the theater, movie theater as a kid, and you'd actually see the stream because there was so much smoke in the theater. The stream from the projector going from the projector to the screen of smoke.
2: <laughs> it's hard to imagine now.
0: Or airplanes. Airplanes oh. on your uh, armrest. You had a, a smoke and an ashtray.
2: God. I remember when we went to uh, uh, South or New Zealand, Australia, uh, we decided to sit near the back of the plane in case we wanted a cigarette yep. dur- during our how many hour flight. What a mistake, you know? <laughs> <laughs> the hot boxing there. That's it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. It was oh. just like, oh, I'm not doing this. Going back. No, no, we're going to the front. We're not going back there again. You know,
1: people- I, I only sat once in a smoking section. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I was probably like 14.
0: Yeah. But here's the thing in an airplane, how do you seriously divide a smoking and non-smoking section? I mean, it the air's it worked. I'm just saying the air's pumping out from either direction, so it's how do you
1: <laughs> Well, they 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 had those curtains and everything, so it it worked well. Like I remember. I remember it. I really do. Like and Yeah. Ah, it was really odd. I agree with
0: you. Oh god. Well, it was the thing too. Like, um, even when I quit smoking and I still work in this industry, I was working in an industry that had smoking. So I would come home and, you know, it was a busy Friday night at the bar. My wife at the time would be like, oh my God, you need to take your clothes off. You smell yeah. like smoke. Yeah. like That's all I can smell is smoke. That's all I can smell.
1: I remember going to the clubs, right? Like, going to the clubs and, and coming home and everything was just reeking of cigarettes. Everything. Yeah.
0: Exactly. As in yes. Brazil,
1: especially, like we could smoke until 10 years ago, even less maybe.
0: Yeah. Anyway, on that note, Mark, you go back to the next <laughs> point there?
2: The Blue Hawaii. Yes. What I'm drinking. Uh, a rep for the Dutch uh, liqueur company, BOLS, B-O-L-S, asked Harry to do something with their new Blue Orange Curacao on January the 3rd, 1957. The Blue Hawaii was born, becoming an instant hit because as a... Um, they were talking with one of the interviews with Harry. They're always screaming for something Hawaiian when these people would go to Hawaii from the States. And they'd end up having Mai Tais. And so that's how the Hawaiian Mai Tai was born. Just because tourists were looking for something at least a little bit Hawaiian. So they yes. throw some pineapple juice in it. And so this was instant hit because it's got the pineapple juice. It's got the blue ocean. Boom. Took over the world.
0: Here we go. Uh, The blue Hawaii cocktail actually has been related to the Elvis Presley movie of the same name, but actually nowhere in this movie is the cocktail actually mentioned. They mentioned Mai Tai's in the movie, but not actually the blue Hawaiian, uh, Hawaii, sorry. Uh, But however, it was named after the Ben Crosby song of the same name from the 1937 movie film Waikiki Wedding. The blue Hawaii is a popular song written by Leo Robin and Ralph Ranger in the movie, of course, starring Bing Crosby and Shirley Ross. Also, to Hawaiian Eye, which is a TV show that was done back in, uh, I'm going to say the 50s, 60s, Mark? Oh, uh, it the, the 60s. 60s, okay. Uh, the Hawaiian Eye cocktail was created due to the show because what it was is that they filmed it in his bar, Shell Bar, where, where Harry worked, and a lot of the viewers were very curious about the cocktails that they were drinking on the show. And so he actually created the Hawaiian Eye because of that.
2: You can't see it at home because this is magic radio, but I'm showing the other two there. Here's my Elvis. Elvis Presley. Blue
1: Hawaii cassette. Oh, a cassette. Do you have anything to play it in? Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah, of course I do. (laughs) Okay, this is Geek Central, remember? Oh, yeah, Yeah. I
0: forgot. For all you millennials out there, cassette was something that you, uh, yeah, you had to play it on one side, then you flip it over and play it on the other side. It was like a tape. Really long tape, basically reel-to-reel kind of thing in the uh, casing. And it was funny because if you wanted to uh, fix it, you'd take your pencil and stick it in the sprockets. Yeah. And fast forward it that way. Or if the tape broke... Yeah, yeah. Kind of splice it together and like tape it with tape.
1: <laughs> <gasps> I never did that. I always threw them oh, away. Oh
0: yeah, no, I would cut it, cut it, and then you just you, do, you lose a little bit of tape. I mean, a little bit of tape, whatever, but yeah, I just get some scotch tape and there we go. Now it's fixed.
1: <laughs> oh, I've never done that. I always yep. threw them away. Look mm-hmm. at that. I did not know.
0: Yeah, because you could actually stretch the tape. So that was another thing too. You could do, folks. You could stretch the tape if you played it too many times. Ah, uh. uh, which is that's obviously it was a. Yeah, That's, That technology is no longer there anymore. I mean, obviously, Vinyl Records is still vintage and is still out there. But uh, yeah, cassettes. 8-track was another one when I was a yeah. kid.
2: Cassettes would uh, – you'd play them in your car and the car would eat them. Yes.
1: Oh, I yeah,
0: they'd eat your cassettes. They'd, yes. they, would
2: seemingly, they would seemingly be 40 miles of tape inside your cassette player. Yep. That's <laughs> <true>. <laughs> It is very true. <laughs>
0: also, also, too, and I'm sure Mark and can concur in this and also Paula. Cassette was the era where basically where you record on your radio. So you would have this ghetto blaster this unit that have a radio on it and a cassette player. Yeah. And you would record the radio station, your favorite songs, because back then there was no iTunes, there was no downloading, exactly. there was no You're nothing.
1: Right. Exactly. And you
0: hoped to God the DJ would stop talking before the song would start because but if he never not, did. <laughs> Yeah. if not, you actually had that stuck on your recording, a DJ Forever. talking – did you see, Mark, when we talked about just one time that you actually thought a song started off a certain way because the DJ talked?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> I always thought that's what the song was. And you know <laughs> that for the longest time, I would sing in the, like, uh, you know how they say, like, radio stations have their, um, their, little, slogan, the yeah, their slogan or whatever. So in the middle of the song, suddenly the slogan comes up. Yep. I would sing for the longest time the songs with the slogan in it. (laughs) WKRP. Yep, exactly. And continue the song. (laughs) Even when I was listening to it without it, I would still remember. (laughs) Oh, my God. That was hilarious. What a good time.
0: The best part was on New uh, New Year's Eve or New Year's Day because they would play the top 100 songs. So you'd be anxiously sitting there waiting with the record button for the song that you wanted, and then hit record.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I would do that after school every day. Every day I would come home from school and be like, today is the day I get my song.
0: (laughs) And Mark, you want to finish it off
1: on the cool facts? Yeah, well, after
2: uh, good old Harry, he finally retired from bartending at the uh, the village, and uh, he went on to teach for several years at the Bartending Training Institute in Honolulu. And on December the 7th, 2022, Harry Yee sadly died after a very happy life at the age of 104.
0: 104.
1: Wow. Yep. Do you want to live until wow. 104? If I'm Harry Yee, yeah, man. He had it all.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, I mean,
2: yeah, They showed up yeah. when he was 100 visiting the, the Hawaiian village, still sharp as a tack. It's like nothing yep. wrong with that. Yeah.
0: And I think one of the things that – um I don't know if, if Justin mentioned this or maybe Mark, you mentioned it, that you met one of the bartenders that worked for Harry Yee and that he was very strict on how he operated his bar, right?
1: Yeah. Justin met him. Well, he met um, Chester. Yes. That used to work with Harry Yee, also still working at Hawaiian village. He's probably in his nineties also. Yeah. So.
0: Cause I guess, cause, cause I guess because of his military background,
2: that kind of that, yeah. that's, that dil, the diligence and strictness is right
1: Super strict, according to Chester.
2: Yeah, apparently uh, he didn't even like, like rum all that much. He was more of a cognac and brandy guy. So go figure, for a guy who doesn't like rum, he did pretty yeah. damn good. Yeah. Yeah, the <laughs> the bartenders, or I don't know if it's personal, but certainly the bartenders at the village, they all have numbers. But who's next? Like, So I imagine Chester's number one now. I, I got served, uh, well, one of the times, by number six. And he didn't work with Harry. (laughs) Sounds like the prisoner. Who's number two? Who's number one? (laughs) uh, So that guy's been there for like forever. Wow. That's how many years ago Harry retired. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. That's insane. Did you
1: know? Maybe. Let's see.
0: All right. So let's go through some cool Hawaiian facts that I found out. Uh, Yeah. I was just doing the research for the show. So the cool fact number one is that there are no snakes In Hawaii. It's illegal to own a snake in Hawaii and it becomes uh it's because they're protecting other animals on the island. If you get caught with a snake, it is three years in jail and fine up to two hundred thousand dollars.
1: Oh. I'm kinda glad that there's no snakes because I'm not a snake fan per se. (laughs) That's that that to me is reason enough to not to be able to live there. Like (laughs) I would live there gladly. And I actually knew that fact because when um when I was in Hawaii, we went on the tour to see where they record all the movies and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like Jurassic Park. And I was like, oh, my God. And she's like, oh, let's explore the jungle. And I'm like, no, I'm good. And she's like, why? I'm like, I'm scared of snakes. She's like, there's no snakes in Hawaii. I'm like, yeah, right. I'm like, how does that even happen? And she's like, well, no one brought any. It's a
0: volcanic uh, island. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly.
1: Like this thing was created in the middle of the ocean and no one really... She's like, we only have the animals that were brought here. Yes. I'm like, oh my God, that is so civilized.
0: (laughs) Two by two. It's like Noah's Ark, right? Here we go, two by two.
1: Exactly. I'm like,
2: wow. (laughs) Yeah, that's a nice, hefty find, too. Yeah. Yeah. Three years, 200,000. Woof. Yeah. yeah, That's a good heft. That's a deterrent. Exactly.
0: The uh, second cool fact is that there's no billboards in Hawaii because they actually, uh, so they banned billboards. It's one of the four states that actually has banned boards billed in their state. Uh, I think the main reason they said because they don't want to obstruct any of the views. So,
2: makes I sense. Did not,
1: I did not know that, but it does make sense.
2: Mm-hmm. It does make sense. I didn't notice any, so there must not have been any.
1: Exactly. Aha. Same here.
0: There we go. Uh, Hawaii is the only state, by the way, in the United States that still honors a king. And uh, you want to pronounce that there, Mr. Mark? King (laughs) King Kamehameha One. There we go. So, yeah, on that day, on June 11th, uh, it's a public holiday in the United States of Hawaii. There we go. Cool. coffee, okay, in Hawaii, is one of the only two locations that actually is grown for the United States. So, uh, the other one is Puerto Rico, which is not a state. So actually, Hawaii is the only state that produces coffee for the United States. Cool. Yeah, I think that, uh, didn't you say, Mark, or someone talked about uh, getting coffee grounds or certain companies there?
1: Yes. Justin loves the Kona coffee.
2: Yeah, the Kona coffee is fabulous. Because we went to Kona the first time we are there when we when were there with, with the child. The child. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the second time we went to Kauai, we went to Kauai again recently. And the Kauai Coffee Estates is uh, a pretty hefty plantation. And uh, their coffee is amazing. So, I would recommend anybody going to Kauai, take a day out and go to the Kauai Coffee Estates. They actually have a program for the people in the States. Canadians would be expensive for shipping, but they have a coffee of the month club where they ah, actually send you a, a different coffee every month.
1: That's cool. That's really cool.
2: And yeah. uh, we did it when we were there because the Canadian dollar didn't suck and uh, shipping was okay. And now the exact opposite is true for shipping and the dollar really does suck. Oh yeah. So I just,
0: just changed some money to us for my trip there. And uh, so four 400- hundred. Uh, U.S. was $575 Canadian.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's a nice place to visit. Nice little tourist trap. It's not really a trap because you can go and have some really great coffee tasting. They have an ice cream bar. Get the affogato with the um, uh, coffee-flavored, uh, ice oh, oh. Oh. coffee-flavored ice cream. Oh, there you go. Coffee-flavored ice
1: cream. Yeah. Coffee-flavored
2: ice cream with espresso on top of it. Oh, my God.
1: Heaven. <laughs> <laughs> If you like coffee, it's heaven. Yeah. <laughs> I as feel as nothing. As <laughs> I feel absolutely nothing.
0: Mark needs something to keep him awake when he goes to all
1: these bars.
0: Yeah, I know. He yeah. drinks these drinks, so he probably needs a little espresso. You know what I mean? He needs a little jump.
1: <laughs> I never thought of that, but now that you
0: say it, it's I
1: true. I agree.
2: <laughs> he gets up in the morning and is like, oh, coffee. <laughs> oh, absolutely. There you I go. Have, oh, yeah. I have, I have no uh, – no shame in admitting my addiction to caffeine. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's Coke, Coca-Cola. Oh, yeah. There you go.
1: Yeah. Caffeine. caffeine. Even there though you go. serve Pepsi.
0: Oh, hey, well, no, at home. I mean, so I'm saying at home. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. So there's some cool facts about Hawaii. Uh, obviously that's uh, also too. We just did the whole show on Harry Yee. Uh, dearly missed to the to the Tiki world. Uh, did a lot of uh, influence in this in this industry. We did two of the cocktails for you guys. We also have those listed on our page for you. So tell everybody who we are. We are www.tikicentralcanada.ca. Or .com. There we go. And on that page, you will see all the information from this episode, including the recipes. Uh, we also do have an episode and recipe page. Uh, the recipe page is great because we have summer coming soon. Mm-hmm. Please. <laughs> the frozen wasteland of Canada. Soon? So I know, but I'll be back in March, and that kind of makes me think, like, yeah, it's possible, it's possible. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. I know. There'll be the snowfall. I know. There will be for sure. As Canadians, we just hope. You know, we have hope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, yes, yeah, so we do have a cooling page where obviously lots of research and information is there for you guys. We do have a subscribe page, so please do subscribe. Please. Please. There we go. So I can move from uh, the, uh, you know, general admission in my airplane to first class.
1: Ah. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah gonna, I'm sure. That's going to happen. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. sure people are going to su- subscribe for that, Craig. There so you go. Sure. So
2: Craig can fly first class to Porto, Porto Plata. <laughs> there we go.
0: <laughs> check out the sharks. I'm going to go check out the sharks. There we go. Are you going to swim
1: with the sharks?
0: Yeah. Or sharks, dolphins, for sure. Val's like, nope. Not happening. I'm like, come on. They're just tigers. They're like the nurse sharks. They're not even, you know. They have friends, you know. Yeah. Oh, I know. But I, I don't go in that part of the ocean. There we go. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I'll be in a cove. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, folks, yes. Yeah, so please do subscribe and obviously stay tuned to the show. Uh You know, this year, hopefully, we'll be able to pump up more shows than last year. It was a rough year last year. I'm not going to argue that one out uh, for sure. It was 2022, up and down, up and down. This is actually going to be the first year we're going to have no lockdowns or no restrictions. Uh, Yay.
1: (laughs) Yet. (laughs) Oh, she's got to curse it. Why? Why are you not cursing it? It's just that it's only February and you're already saying we're not going to have lockdowns all year. You don't know that. (laughs) Be realistic. We didn't think that that in 2020 we were going to spend all year inside a house. I didn't think I was going to spend an entire pregnancy inside a house without my family seeing me. This is
0: true. This is true. Well, wishful thinking. There we go.
1: There you go. You can wishful think. There we (laughs) go. Doesn't mean it's going to happen. Exactly.
0: Exactly. And that way Mark, you know, Mark can get out of the back cave and actually like live in society. Yes. <laughs>
1: Soon
2: enough. Soon enough.
0: All right, folks. We're gonna go off and make some drinks here for you guys. Uh, thank you for listening and stay tuned to the next shows. Mahalo and, and
2: Mahalo Channel. to Harry.
0: Well, I don't know about you, but I got informed. Guys, hey, Guys, where's my drink? Die, you smoker, die. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I have to pee with my head inside my purse. <laughs> because of that. Oh, okay. You tell me you took a selfie. <laughs> no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How? That would be hilarious.